This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We've got a really fascinating episode for you this week. We're going to escape the UFO subject, I guess for the most part, unless we're talking about possible star people. We'll be talking later to Artie Sixkiller Clark, who's been one of our favorite guests, and she's agreed to come back on the show. But right now, we have a few other things to talk about. First, of course, if you follow the back and forth about the appearance last week of Stanton Friedman and Kathleen Martin, you'll notice that Kathleen has actually become a participant in our forums. Not like, you know, every other message, but she's posted a few. And that's good. We always like our guests to participate. Stan has done it a couple of times, but he's not a forum guy. But I hope to continue to encourage him because I think it's important to to get a lot of these insights because our four members can be sometimes a little bit blunt about what they believe, but you've got to consider all points of view. And I think that's the biggest criticism I have of Stan over the years. He seems unwilling to change. And that's unfortunate. As a corollary of that, consider Kevin Randall, who has backtracked on some things that he's written about because he continues to investigate to verify the things he's written and see whether the sources pan out or not. And this is probably true with his latest book on Roswell for the 21st century, where some of the stuff he no longer accepts is true. And I think maybe someone like Stan ought to consider the same thing. Don't just accept that MJ-12 is real and the Eisenhower briefing document was real. Go back and look at it. What do you think, Chris? Well, first of all, I think it's important for... Um, investigators and researchers to allow themselves permission to reevaluate positions that they've taken based on either new evidence, new revelations, or, you know, the influence of, of, you know, real deep insight from your critics. And I've always tried to be as as open-minded and as malleable in that sense as as I can. And um, I think it's a a really good indication that someone who's been in the field for over 40 years, as Kevin Randall has, to be able to temper their, you know, their conclusions that they've arrived at over the years based on on reevaluating evidence or, you know, obtaining uh, new evidence and insight into a particular case or a particular question. I do, uh, I do think there's hope for for the old guard if um, if someone like a Kevin Randall can go ahead and. You know, amend his his feelings, his opinions, and uh, conclusions. So, I think that's uh, that's a real positive step forward. Someone like Stanton, who of course has become attached at the hip uh, to MJ12, and you know, I think it's it's a little bit more difficult for him to possibly be swayed because he really has spent so much time and has actually was paid thousands of dollars to come to the conclusion that he's been 
steadfastly sticking to uh, over the past 35, 40 years. And, and it's, you know, someone like Stan, he's almost a, uh, I, I would say he's an icon. <laughs> he's almost, you know, maybe he should be on the Mount Rushmore of ufology or something, but, uh, you know, someone like right. that. That's an really- interesting point of view. Mount Rushmore <laughs> of ufology. You know, I'm going to ask you before we go on with that thread. Who else would we put up there? John Keel? Yeah, I, I think Keel, Valet, um, you know, Uncle Stan would probably go up there. Uh, there's a number. Of course, they're, you know, as time marches on, we're uh, we're losing them. But uh, something like a Richard Hall, I think, you know, a lot of people really have uh, the utmost respect for, for his work, although he really didn't do much. Um, he never really was a field investigator, very good researcher, but someone like a Ray Stanford, I think once he, um, once he comes fully out and reveals the information that he has, I think he will definitely be front runner for that particular position. But, uh, you know, but time marches on and we need to, we need to temper uh, this pop culture programming with uh, with the facts, with evidence, with the type of insight and thinking that, that the subject, uh, at least in my estimation, deserves. Now, we've been off politics for a while, and I'm not going to change that. But I've had email exchanges with a few of our listeners. And I think the important thing here is we're dealing in a field where our biggest argument is that we're arguing against the conventional wisdom We're pointing out that evidence is being ignored about some pretty strange things. But when someone then wants to say, okay, I'm exploring the unknown and listening to the Paracast, but if you dare to express a political point of view that's different from mine, however wacky it might be, that's a terrible, terrible transgression. That's absurd. The point of the Paracast is to look at ideas that are not being accepted by science. That which science is damned, as someone once said. So we're doing that. We're looking at cutting edge of science. And the interest or the ability or the willingness to look at a lot of different subjects from a different point of view or try to look at these alternate points of view goes throughout what you do. It's not just about the paranormal, but about anything you do. You know, consider the news of the day. Are you getting news from one source with a certain political point of view that matches yours? Or are you listening to different sources, getting a wide range of ideas, and then coming to what you consider to be a fair conclusion? Anyway, I want to ask one more thing before we get on with Artie on our next segment. Chris, if you had $200,000 tomorrow, what would you do with it? Other than bills or a new home. (laughs) Well, um, that's a good question. Obviously, the San Luis Valley Camera Project would would have full time employees at least initially uh, to get the rest of the the system up. Um, that would be one priority that I would have. Um, I would also probably uh, get take ten percent of it and put it into a worthy cause, uh, pay it forward, and um, finance a couple of trips uh, to places that I've been you know, kind of on my bucket list where I've wanted to go to uh, do some quality research, uh, upgrade some gear, uh, you know, possibly upgrade my <laughs> my old Ford uh, 
SUV. And um, why do you ask? Uh, <laughs> you got a ship coming in there, Gino? Well, no, I'm thinking about a ship going out. And that is if you can get $200,000, would it be worth the price of admission to colonize Mars? $200,000 a piece. Now, that's not the initial price, according to Elon Musk. It would be millions. But if he could reuse launch craft and do all these things, he hopes that someday, maybe 10 years from now, perhaps, you'll be able to spend $200,000 to take a one-way trip to Mars, colonize the planet. Now, I don't know about you. I'm not that anxious to leave this planet yet. And it's possible the forces of life and death may compel that decision. But he's talking about having 100 to 200 people per spacecraft, the trip taking between 80 and 150 days. Wow. Well, I don't know. I I think I'm a little bit too far down the river uh, to really even consider something like that. If I was in my 20s and that would be a whole different story. It would be, obviously, it would be a historic adventure of a lifetime. And, and I would consider something like that. I am quite quite uh, adventurous. And I do, at times, kind of consider myself a bit of a pioneer. But uh, <laughs> right now, uh, I don't know. You know, maybe. <laughs> Let me just be brief about before we go on. He's saying they're going to send an unmanned test aircraft to a test spaceship to Mars by 2018, get the first manned voyage to Mars by 2022. But it's going to be decades after that before you're sending routinely 100 to 200 people. So I'm not ready for that. We are ready for Artie Sixkiller Clark and some fascinating folklore with Gene and Chris. You're in the Pericast. The award-winning graphic converter, the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features, and most important, it's easy to use. Get 20% off from lemkesoft.de slash gene. That's l-e-m-k-e-soft.de slash gene. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. Are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals? Are you happy doing laundry with detergents? Are you happy paying high prices? Find your happiness with Pure Soap. These all-natural, earth-friendly Pure Soaps are the very best you've ever used. Buy in bulk. Get a 12, 36, or 48-month supply. Or get items individually and still save big. You're getting soap products twice as good as what you're using now. Earth-friendly and natural soaps. Your family deserves the best. Happiness is 5starsoap.com. Why not put your money up the drain for a change? 
See them at 5starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Cowben Soap Company can save you thousands of dollars and give you good old-fashioned real soaps that are triple concentrated. Soaps made from vegetable and coconut oils. See their full selection of soaps at 5starsoap.com. That's F-I-V-E starsoap.com. Or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Has neck, back, or shoulder pain got you down? Go to sunshine-pillows.com and get soothing comfort, support, and pain relief fast. Their microwavable heat therapy pillows and wraps treat neck and shoulder pain, reduce stress, and relax the soul. An ergonomic pillow from Sunshine Pillows supports your head and neck on long trips or when simply resting at home. Be good to yourself. Visit sunshine-pillows.com, sunshine-pillows.com. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com. And use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Just want to let you listeners know that we have not one but two radio shows. In addition to the Paracast, we have after the Paracast our special weekly podcast. It's an exclusive feature of the Paracast Plus. Go to plus.theparacast.com, P-L-U-S.theparacast.com to learn more about our subscription service. We give you a commercial-free version of this show and better quality audio and lots of extra features and special free ebook offers for long-term subscriptions. Go to plus.theparacast.com. Artie Sixkiller Clark has a new book out called More Encounters with Star People, Urban American Indians Tell Their Stories. Artie, welcome back to the show. Well, thank you. I'm happy to be here. By the way, listeners, there is some noise on her phone line. It's just, you know, one of those things that everybody has a phone connection that works as well as it should. In any case, in writing this book, is this additional tales you didn't have room to put in the earlier book, or is this something that well, the, came by the, after? The first, 
book was a, uh, stories that had been told to me by um, Native people who lived on the reservation, and this book is, are stories that are told to me by the in, by individuals who are Native American uh, but do not live on the reservation. So there's a little, you know, one of the things in in, in um, uh, I wanted to share with with my readers is uh, um, the uh, uniqueness of the stories, the difference in the stories between uh, uh, the reservation and non-reservation Indians and also, you know, give them a variety of stories um, in terms of uh, the different themes that run through ufology. So um, it it was, you know, 78% of American Indians live off of reservations, not on reservations. And I think that's that's something that the general public really is not aware of, that um, there are a lot of us out there who live in small towns and rural areas and in cities. And um, so I chose for this book to tell their stories. Now, do you find in looking at those who live off the reservation that maybe they lose because of their assimilation into general society, lose some of those traditions? I don't find that they lose the tradition, so to speak, but what I find is that Many of the of the people I interviewed lived off the reservations because they had gone to the universities and had um, gotten college degrees and um, couldn't find employment back on their reservation and chose to live off the reservation uh, to work. Others married um, non-natives and chose to live off the reservation. So there were, uh, but maintained a close relationship with the reservation, had grown up hearing the star stories, had, had to go went back for traditional ceremonies and, and uh, wanted to make sure their children were exposed to those kind of things. So it wasn't that they had, had left behind those traditions. It's just that they lived in a different setting and, and literally bridged two worlds. One, one thing I've noticed is many uh, natives that, that leave the reservation uh, do try to stick fairly close. So, for instance, out here around the, uh, the Diné, the Navajo and Apache reservations, the towns you find right uh, near the reservation, like Gallup and Farmington Flagstaff, uh, these towns have large Native American populations, possibly because you know people want to stay close to family members and at least be in the same region. And at the same time, they want to work. <laughs> right, it's that's always good. You don't want to be uh, totally subservient to, uh, to any sort of uh, you know handouts and that sort of thing. Right. And, and well, I, you know, I think you're looking people at have pride. reservations and in the Northwest, you know, have as much as sixty, seventy percent unemployment. And in order to have jobs, people leave the reservation. You know. Yeah, that's you know, understandable. Now, when you look at the information they present to you about star people from people who are off the reservation. Any material differences or is it just people living in different places telling the same stories? Well, I think there are differences because uh, what you have uh, in, in part is a population that many of them are university graduates. Some are even doctors and or have PhDs, and so they look at their experiences in a little different light than some of those who um, uh, lived on the reservation. 
they are more questioning. They are more skeptical. And one of the things that obviously has has changed over time with with uh, um, the visitors, uh, even elders are telling me this that there are more than one star nation that is visiting Earth. That some of them have um, are are not are not positive. That they are are people that we should or entities that we should be concerned about uh, what their motives are, and so. That certainly came through uh, strongly, um, so that that there were there was a uniqueness, um, and uh, I don't know. Um, everyone I meet, you know, among Indian communities, know these events occur, um, but they're not discussed openly. But um, the stories, as as I began collecting stories. Um, you know, I, before long, I found myself like a half researcher, half therapist, half friend of people who really uh, needed to share their stories because they had no one else to tell. Um, and as I, I, I point out in my book, I think a lot of people in mainstream America or wherever all over the world have these experiences but simply carry these secrets and just do not tell anybody. People never really ask. Uh, they, uh, I, I point out in my book that I was at a, a barbecue after my first book came out, and uh, there was a retired uh, a teacher there from um, Colorado, and and uh, he asked me, um, "What is your book about?" And I told him about, and he said, "Well, I've had an experience. I had an encounter with a UFO." And all of a sudden, there now there's ten people there. There were two doctors, medical doctors, and they both had had experiences. There was an engineer who was a petroleum engineer, and he worked exclusively in South America for oil companies, and he would travel around um, looking for oil. There was um, um, a graduate student, and out of the ten people there, six of them had an experience. So I think that what we're finding is that more people are coming forth, but they're still very cautious about who they tell and and how they admit that they have had these experiences. You see, that is very common in UFO research, that lots of people have strange experiences happen. And our guest last week, Stanton Friedman, mentions this, that he's giving a lecture and he asks people, how many of you have had something happen? And a number of people will admit it. How many of you have reported it? And only a fraction of those people would admit to any such thing. We've got a lot yeah. more to come with Authority Six Killer Clark. Joining Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Has neck, back, or shoulder pain got you down? Go to sunshine-pillows.com and get soothing comfort, support, and pain relief fast. Their microwavable heat therapy pillows and wraps treat neck and shoulder pain, reduce stress, and relax the soul. An ergonomic pillow from Sunshine Pillows supports your head and neck on long trips or when simply resting at home. Be good to yourself. Visit sunshine-pillows.com, sunshine-pillows.com.
Are the answers to your present and future hidden in your past? Akashic readings help you learn to unlock the answers for love, finances, weight loss, self-esteem, confusion, grief and loss, and more. Akashic email readings by Dr. Kelly Maroon, Ph.D. are specially priced right now. Learn more at Dr. Kelly Maroon's website, akashicuniversal.com, spelled A-K-A-S-H-I-C, universal.com. Change your life today. Become one with your true path with intention on purpose. Visit akashicuniversal.com. Dr. Lotta Warburg won the Nobel Prize for discovering how cells breathe. He also discovered how normal cells turn into tumor cells. He discovered the one prime cause of cancer was cellular oxygen deficiency. Dr. Joanna Budwig built upon the work of Dr. Warburg and discovered how to feed the cells to overcome this oxygen deficiency. She found that it was the sulfur in the cottage cheese that when mixed with fresh pressed flax oil, that the flax oil would become emulsified and more readily absorbed. Flax oil delivered in this manner was able to restore oxygen transfer to all cells of the body. Now there's a new method of pressing seed oils that produces the highest quality, zero oxidation, undamaged seed oils. The results on these seed oils alone are amazing. Now add our Life Force Enhanced One World Whey Protein Powder that is much higher in the sulfur amino acids than cottage cheese is, and you have a winning combination to confer health and energy like never before. Call 888-988-3325 or visit sacredseedoils.com. That's sacredseedoils.com. Attention small business owners. Want to save money on your employee health insurance plan? Learn the little-known solution that could save thousands of dollars on your health insurance benefits and save your employees money, too. Call Health Markets for a free consultation, and one of our 3,000 local agents will show you how to make health care reform work for you. We'll design customized solutions for your business that can lower health care costs for you and your employees. We'll work directly with you to determine your needs. We search thousands of health plans from over 180 health insurance companies nationwide. You'll also find out if tax credits could save you money. Best of all, the service is free of charge. See why Health Markets has enrolled Americans in more than 2 million insurance policies. You don't have to wait for open enrollment to lower your cost. Call now. Find out how much you and your employees could be saving. Representatives are standing by to assist you. Call 800-930-5137. That's 800-930-5137. 800-930-5137. Have you ever thought you'd like to flip houses but didn't know how or where to get the money? Are you ready to be your own boss so you can start living the good life? Hi, I'm Preston Neely. I used to be so broke. I had my electricity turned off nine times, but I figured out a way to quit my job and find financial freedom in real estate. For a limited time, I want to send you a free copy of my smash hit selling book, How to Get Rich in Real Estate. It shows you how to copy exactly what I did so you can make money from the comfort of your own home without even doing any manual labor. I've already given away 5,000 books and they're going fast. To get one before they're gone, call one 800 958 9256. Listen, if you're sick and tired of stressing about money, this book could change your life. It's short, fun to read, easy to understand, and awesome. To find out how to get your free book while supplies last, call 1-800-958-9256. Call 1-800-958-9256. Hi, this is Joshua P. Warren, author of The Poor Man's Paranormal, and you're listening to The Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Artie Six Killer Clark, the subject is Star People. So, 
I suppose that is the issue you see too in talking to these people, that there's a reluctance to report what they see. Is it because of ridicule or what? Well, I think, you know, with the uh, urban Indians, it's, it, it was related more to fear of losing a job. Ridicule certainly plays a part in it because there's a lot of teasing that goes on in, in Native communities. And, you know, uh, I wrote about in my first book how the two to uh, uh, the lawmen that that reported sighting a UFO and they were referred to as the little green men hunters or, you know, it's, it's just something that, and they said that'll probably be on our gravestone. If I had to do it over again, I would have never made that report because I get teased all the time about it. So there's a lot of teasing in the Native community and that's just a part of our culture. Uh, I think that for so many of the elders, it's it's more of a spiritual experience or um, a part of the cosmology, a part of the sacredness of of um, um, UFO experiences with you know the interaction between um, star people and humans, and you know and and the and ancestral linkage that they are the people who has gone before and that they've always known this. And they tell about it in their legends, but nobody has really given them that much credit. Now, I get the impression from what you say, we're not just talking about experiences passed down from father to son to daughter, whatever. We're talking about people today who are still having these experiences, right? Right. Absolutely. I'm hoping that I can write a book that, that where I will tell, um, because when I first started on this journey, I was collecting the ancient stories about star people. And I would, when I was with elders, I would often ask them, did they have any star stories? And if I could record them and, and I said, maybe, you know, someday I might put them all together, you know, for, I was thinking more along the lines of education for native students. So I collected a lot of uh, ancient stories, ancient legends that they consider a part of their history of their tribe. And when, what I would like to do is to, is to tell those ancient stories as they were told to me and then follow each and make a, a, that a chapter and then within that chapter tell a contemporary story that has similar themes. For example, if I tell an ancient legend about a man that was taken to the stars by a woman, then I want to follow that up with a contemporary story along the same vein. Hmm, that's a good idea. Uh, kind of do a, a side-by-side comparison. Right. I think that's a very good idea. You know, yeah, I've always so- wondered, Artie, what percentage of Native American traditional groups have, you know, these ancient sort of, the star people legends are are an integral part of their their spiritual tradition. Are can can you say that a vast majority of different uh, Indian nations have this traditional uh, type of knowledge, or or do some not have it, and 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 they maybe have something that's 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 different from that? Uh, is there any way to put a number on that? Well, I don't have any way of putting a number on it, but it certainly isn't uh, something that you find in every tribe. First of all, the legends, uh, a legend to me is, is historical. It is an account of an event that happened. A myth is, to me, is something that, that occurred. It may be a story of a hero, but then it's, 
you know, exaggerated, or it may be uh, an explanation of why something exists. I do find in most tribes there are myths about the cosmos. For example, they'll tell how the Milky Way came to be or how, you know, Pleiades came to be or, you know, how there's just a lot of myths intended to explain the world. But then there are legends in some of the tribes, and I would say maybe 20% of the tribes have have legends about uh, interaction with star people. And so... Uh, it's not common throughout all the tribal groups, but it certainly, you know, uh, you you even see a lot of it in South America. I mean, you know, there's um, more tribes in South America than there are in the United States, and yet, you know, it's just amazing how many stories they have. Now, the same thing in, in Canada, you know, you, you do run across stories in Canada and run across tribes who have stories, but for... You know, like um, uh, on a recent trip to Alaska, I had a an elder tell me these stories about the men with tails, and it's an ancient legend uh, of the people um, that tells of a time when these giant men with tails lived, and they were cannibals, and they came from the stars, and and uh, the the tribe was very fearful of them because they were killing their people. And so when they were um, uh, asleep at, at night, um, the tribe took it upon themselves to kill them. And as a warning to any who would come after them that um, we are, are capable of defending ourselves. So, you know, when you read that and then you read, a, you have somebody tell you a story about a lizard man with a tail scoots along the ground. I mean, you have to think. <laughs> where there is there truth in this? Did this actually happen? And is this, you know, it's not a story. It's an actual account of something that happened. But for so long, our ancient legends were just regarded as folklore or fantasy or whatever and, and uh, disregarded uh, as we progressed into the industrial age because, you know, that was... See, I believe that the that all people used to have these same kind of interactions and same kind of stories, but people throw things aside. Yeah, um, yeah I've always been fascinated by the the uh, Northern Plains, um, more specifically the Lakota's tradition of white buffalo calf woman, and, and that's an example of star knowledge that is pretty much uh, it, it boils down to a single event. Um, a visit by a, a single individual that then spawned a whole system of uh, spiritual knowledge uh, within that that particular uh, subcultural group of of natives. And do you find that uh, most of the of legendary stories uh, are attributed to various uh, encounters, or in the case of Lakota, are are some of them even? distilled down to a single encounter that has then opened up a whole resulting uh, sort of tradition of, of star people knowledge. Well, you know, the, the, the white buffalo uh, calf woman is, is, a, is a story, uh, you know, that tells of, of the woman who appears and who, uh, who then teaches the Lakota the knowledge of how to live and how to, to live in, in a proper way. And then she goes away and disappears. Um, 
according to the legend, there's really no no um, um, indication that she came from the stars. But you know, if you if you go to other cultures, there are stories um, of. Uh, of uh, I was told a story by a Canadian elder who told me about um, a a woman that came from the stars, and she ruled this whole tribe of uh, giants, and they lived on this island, and they were very happy, and and uh, she set the stage for how people were to live, and she gave them the knowledge, and then then they started fighting among themselves. And so she separated the island and sent those who were discordant and causing trouble away, and they were all killed in a, in a hurricane. And the other... The others uh, lived. I mean, it's just amazing how many stories there are, there are out there about women who come from the stars and teach the people. Let's talk more about this in our next segment about the star people with Gene and Chris and Artie Six Killer Clark. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive PowerCast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the PowerCast Jumbo tote bag, all sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a PowerCast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.thepowercast.com, store.thepowercast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, great t-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children. Stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the PowerCast. You go to store.thepowercast.com. Stop by and take a shopping tour. Are the answers to your present and future hidden in your past? Akashic readings help you learn to unlock the answers for love, finances, weight loss, self-esteem, confusion, grief and loss, and more. Akashic email readings by Dr. Kelly Maroon, Ph.D., are specially priced right now. Learn more at Dr. Kelly Maroon's website, akashicuniversal.com, spelled A-K-A-S-H-I-C, universal.com. Change your life today because Come one with your true path with intention on purpose. Visit AkashicUniversal.com. Worried about lead, fluoride, and other contaminants in your drinking water? Get a ProPure with the Pro 1G 2.0 cleanable reusable filter and remove up to 200 contaminants. Drink water the way nature meant it to be. Clean, crisp, and refreshing. See the complete line of ProPure products, including the new ProMax shower filter. There's a ProPure for you. Visit your authorized ProPure dealer for details or ProPureUSA.com. That's P-R-O-P-U-R-U-S-A.com. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. 
At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. A Place for Mom offers free one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-704-6182. That's 1-800-704-6182. How confident are you in your food storage? If it was all you had to rely on, would it sustain your family? Hard times, good times, or any time? New Mana Storable Food is the proven superior choice. Learn for yourself what happened when one man ate only New Mana Storable Food for an entire month. Online at PowerPrepper.com. That's PowerPrepper.com. Experience the New Mana difference. America-made food storage. I love to eat. Yum! This is Robert Hastings, author of UFOs and Nukes, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Interesting here that so many of these legends talk about women, as we argue today about whether a woman can be a leader, a president, or etc. So in what has been a male-centric society in many parts of the world, how does this strike people? What, what do you mean, how does it strike people? The presence of women as leaders. Well, well I think in the Native community... Yeah, most of them are matrilineal. You sure. have matriarchal society. Yeah. The interesting thing about the Lakota Sioux is they are a patriarchal society. And yet a woman brought them the knowledge. But if you go to other tribes who are matriarchal societies... You know, uh, you look at the Cherokee. I mean, uh, Wilma Mankiller was a principal chief of the Cherokees in Oklahoma. You know, uh, women have always held um, a much more important role in matriarchal society. So I think it's whichever group, you know, all Indian tribes are not the same, and they're not organized in the same manner, and their traditions and histories are very different. Now, look at these traditions. We see them among Native Americans. What about around the world? Any other civilizations have recollections of certainly the Maya do. Okay, you know the Maya do, and and like I said, throughout South America, I've met tribes that have very strong. I mean, even tell stories of warriors who came from the sky and in these metal contraptions and did all sorts of things on the land. Very vivid descriptions of of these individuals and and who carried uh, weapons that 
shot light and beams, you know. They're stories of, of uh, individuals, um, the men with lightning eyes, men who were able to shoot fire from their eyes at a target and destroy it. I mean, uh, you know, I could just go on and on about the different kinds of stories that I've collected. Now, this is such an unfortunate thing here because a lot of people have no such thing as any tradition. Stories being passed down across generations. Certainly, I think of myself, for example. My parents came from East Europe. The only memory I have of these families is my grandparents. My grandparents barely spoke English, never conveyed to me anything about their families, their histories, what led them to come from Russia or Austria to America at the turn of the 20th century. And all that is gone. It's missing. We don't know. I have no idea about anything involving my family before the early 20th century. Well, don't you think there's a, you know, I always look at that and and have thought about that. And one of the things, the conclusions that I've drawn from that is, you know, your grandparents came here to become Americans. They left everything behind that had um, made them flee Eastern Europe. But American Indians didn't come here to be Americans. They were Americans. They were the first Americans. And as a result, they've been able to hold on to all of those stories that make them unique on this planet. Where your grandparents came here to change all that. They wanted to become Americans. And I think when you do that, when you flee one place, and not so much today of the new immigrants, because there seems to be an awful lot of the new immigrants who are building their own little conclaves in cities, and, you know, like you'll find an Iranian section, you'll find an Indian section, you'll find, you know, um, and I'm talking about India, Indian. Uh, but but they group themselves together, they keep their languages, they keep their religious practices, whereas the early um, immigrants to this country didn't do that because they were coming from parts of the world where they wanted to, to better their lives. So they the key, didn't want to bring that old way with them. They wanted a new way. So they, therefore, were happy to forget what happened yes. before because right. it is something that is I, pretty miserable for them. As a historian, sure. I try to, try to figure out why did this happen, you know? Why is it that all of those stories, and you know they had to have all kinds of stories. You know, my husband is, is, is part Polish. In fact, he was born in Poland. And he often talks about the stories his grandparents taught him. But I think part of it is because, you know, he's married to me, and he figures it because I value those old stories and those traditions so much that, that you know, he often spontaneously shares something, you know, from that he learned from his, his grandparents who, you know, um, uh, lived the old ways, you know, out in the country in Poland and survived um, World War II, you know. Well, the difference, of course, is also that when I was young, our families all lived each other's lives. So, for example, Mm -hmm. my mother's parents owned a four-family house, three units of which were occupied by her, her son, and one of her daughters. So the family just stayed together. 
even though right. they led separate lives. Less so on mm-hmm. my father's side, and part of the reason is that his mother died when he was 19, at which point his father said to him and his brother, you're old enough to work, get out of here. Literally. They were sent mm-hmm. off to find their futures for themselves. So obviously there was no talking there. There was no opportunity to to talk to my father's father, my grandfather. And when I actually did right. meet him, he was very ill, mostly bedridden and hardly in a position to tell me about his life and what led him to America. With the problem with my mother's parents is that, again, the language difficulty, and I was very young. So in many ways, I'd be incurious about them. I knew a few things, but not very much. And at the point in time where I might have become curious, long after they're gone. So their histories are basically history. Now, in saying that, some of my cousins have made an effort to kind of put together a family history. So I have photos of my grandfather, my father's father, in the 1920s, and his mother. And you could look at that and see, gee, he looks kind of like my father and maybe somewhat resembles me. But that's all I know. Well, and I think that's common, you know, throughout um, the backgrounds of, of the immigrants that came to America up until perhaps the 1960s, that people were coming here to start a new life, and therefore um, the old ways were set aside, so to speak. And even their children, you know, reinforced that. They'd say, oh, mom and dad, you're just old-fashioned. You know, you got to be Americans. But now, you know, it's, uh, uh, you know, where Indians are concerned, passing on those stories are very important because they consider it their history and passing on the legends. And you find in tribes that have lost so much of their language, you know, uh, a, a real... Um, determination to keep those stories and to keep their language alive. And they're doing all sorts of things, both in the school and in the home, to to maintain and restore um, uh, so that future generations will know that, uh, you know, we look at it as as, um, it's who we are. Our stories tell about who we are. They tell where we've been and where, where we will go. And so it's that part of our history is really important. Well, I'm seeing, you know, some of the tendency of people to want to do that. We have like a site called Ancestry.com where you can look up your family I think history. There's a real renewal, you know, sure. of people wanting to do that. And then there's another product or service that you can get from many places where you get DNA tests. And it's not to see who your father was or something like that, although those are available. It is to find your genetic information to see where you fit. Look well, at your I did background. It. They actually have I did commercial. It. I'm quite surprised. Oh, yeah, you did. Tell us briefly about that in our next segment because this is fascinating. And we'll get back to searching for star people. And that is, we want to first tell you, though, that we have a second radio show called After the Powercast, part of the Powercast Plus. Go to plus.thepowercast.com, plus.thepowercast.com. Take advantage of a special rate for subscribers and free ebooks for long-term subscriptions. So we got a lot more to talk about with Artie Sixkiller Clark. Once again, the book is from 
anomalous books. And it's called More Encounters with Star People, Urban American Indians Tell Their Stories. And fascinating stories they appear to be. And of course, as we progress through this session, we'll have questions that our listeners asked in the Paracast forums at forum.theparacast.com. You're on with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Are you retired or facing retirement and you're afraid your income is going to be less than you'd like? I'm Pharmacist Keith, Dr. Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy, and I want to show you a low-cost way to create your own business, working around your current schedule, creating extra income that will last for years to come by joining Dr. Wallach's crusade, spreading his message of better health. To learn more, visit radio.recordedvideo.com. That's radio.recordedvideo.com, radio.recordedvideo.com, or call 866-257-3105 for a recorded message. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So, as I was talking in the previous segment about the fact that more and more people want to learn about their family histories, not so far as oral traditions as to whether certain events happen to their families or encounters with unusual beings, but just to know who their ancestors were. And we have those genetic tests that determine your makeup. Chris, you had that done to you at one time. You know, I did because um, I was adopted at age five, along with my one of my brothers, <laughs> one of four uh, of us. Um, I've always been very intrigued about my, my genetic background because I really didn't have that much knowledge about, you know, my family on my, my, my biological uh, parent's side. So, 
you know, now with the advent of uh, of affordable DNA testing, I went ahead and did the uh, the swab on the inside of the cheek, the saliva test, and sent it off to Ancestry.com. And I had been told um, by my uh, half-brother, who I was reunited with um, uh, after many years, that um, my father had managed, when he got out of prison, <laughs> had managed to um, establish that he was one quarter Cherokee. And um, as a result of that, um, my half-sister was able to go to Stanford University and have her education paid for. So I've always, you know, since I found out this this information in 2001, I've been very intrigued about the possibility of having Native American ancestry in, in my, my genetic makeup. So I went ahead and, and did the test. And when it came back, I was absolutely amazed. Uh, <laughs> number one, I had absolutely no Native American in me. Uh, <laughs> and number two... It turns out that uh, I'm more British than uh, the majority of Brits. <laughs> I'm Say like, uh, what? I'm 70% English with uh, 17% uh, Iberian, which I guess would be the Spanish or Portuguese or Basque. Uh, 1% Finnish, 1% uh, Russian, Eastern European, 1% Tanzanian and one percent Mali. I guess that goes way back to. Uh, <laughs> your father must not have been your father if he said he was. He had proved that he was one for Cherokee. Well, he was also a, a pretty. Uh, a, a <laughs> you would have had to inherit some of that if he truly were your father, right? You would think so, but he also probably had a, a good good line of gab. <laughs> was able to fast talk his way into getting his uh you know being getting his card so to speak as it turns you know, out I, I fa- to me that your sister would be able to go to college because she would that would mean she would only be one eighth and i bet uh, i know a lot of native americans would like to know how you do that because uh you're not eligible for college assistance not a full ride but even college assistance unless you're a quarter well, he he must have uh, pulled the fast one somehow. I, I I really don't know all the details of how he managed to do that, but uh, um, to find out that uh, most uh, Brits are only uh, you know most of them are less than fifty percent British, and to find out that I I was you know had significantly more uh, I guess genetic uh, background English background than most uh, you know native uh, Britons. Uh, it was quite quite an eye opener for me, but uh, one thing that I do find very interesting with the with the progress of science and technology is we're more and more able to establish uh, migration patterns uh, when specific peoples arrived in specific locations. Um, you know what sort of uh, genetic makeup went into you know what we now know as let's say a Native American tribe. Uh, for instance, the Zuni Indians. Uh, to, based on what I know, um, have a connection with the Ainu, who are the aboriginal people of Japan. The Mayans have Polynesian in them and and, uh, appear to have come by way of the ocean uh, from the West, or not the Maya, the Hopi, rather. Um, So I I think as we we progress in time and technology becomes more and more affordable and accessible to people, I think we're going to establish uh, some very interesting uh, you know, patterns, like I said, of migration and, uh, and how 
the melting pot has uh, eventuated into what we we now know as as uh, as specific uh, uh, identity uh, groups here uh, in North America and I'm sure in South America as well. Chris, just a uh, fast question I, to throw yeah. in here. All right, so you're saying that most British people are less than 50% British. Mm-hmm. What's the rest? Is there a tendency to be one thing or another? I, I gather possibly well, yeah. the Queen, the royal family, there's a lot of German in there, isn't there? Yes, and and also because of the waves of uh, of of Scandinavians that came from the north, the Vikings, um, and also uh, the influx of of Spanish uh, blood from uh, let's say the sinking of the Spanish Armada. Your Black Irish, for instance, uh, a lot of their genealogy, uh, in some sense, could be traced back to to uh, you know to the Iberian Peninsula, which is quite common. Um, so basically, what you're seeing with with genetic information is uh, waves of migration uh, that then genetically impact a particular area and a particular people. And uh, to me, it's very fascinating. Uh, For instance, uh, the Scottish people have a legend of Queen Scotia, who many believe was uh, a daughter of Akhenaten, an Egyptian. Um, So I'm fascinated by by this type of uh, scientific work, and and, um, I I think it's quite revealing, uh, again, how migrations of people end up uh, influencing uh, the genetic makeup of, of what we would consider indigenous people. Now, 23andMe.com and Ancestry.com, they offer a service like this for $99. If you look online, you might get for less. I have no idea about the quality of the services. I mean, if someone wants to buy me a genetic test, we'll see what happens. Maybe I'm 88% ET or something. And that's an interesting question that kind of hits me here as we talk about yeah, genetic That would explain a lot. Well, there's definitely something weird going on there, and I'd love to know what it is. But, Artie, are there legends of interbreeding with star people and Earth people? Well, I, I think there's some indication that that has happened. You know, one of the one of the stories in my book is a story that talks about um, an elder who told me, he said, this place was once their home. And I said, well, what do you mean? And he said, well, I've been told by the the star travelers that they once lived on Earth. And no indication of why they left or anything. But, you know, one of the things that goes through my mind when I hear that, what if at one time there was a great civilization that lived on Earth and they were human beings and they literally destroyed the Earth and went to another place, uh, to another planet to live, like we are trying right now to go to Mars and develop a a thousand-person colony up there. You know, you stop and think about some of these stories that you've been told. Uh, you know, um, in uh, in my book is also a story of an of an, a ninety-year-old elder who told me that she had been been abducted since she was a child, and she got so fed up with it that at one point she demanded to know why they were taking her, and they told her, "Your DNA is close to ours." So when you start talking about DNA, I mean, this was in 1974, and she, well, I was visiting with her in her kitchen, and she got up, and she went over to a drawer, and she pulled pulled out this notebook, and in the notebook was an account of all the years in her life since she had been keeping it in the, in the um, I don't know, the late 50s or early 60s, and she'd write the year, and then she would write 
events that had gone on. And in this one, on the page that said 1974, there were small letters, D-N-A, and a word M-A-U-L-E, Q-U-L-E-S for molecules. She said they explained it to her, but she didn't know anything about it. Well, if I'd been living, you and I wouldn't have known anything about it in 1974 either because the expression or the term DNA was not a popular term. But she had heard that and had kept a record of that, that her DNA was so similar to the star people that that's why they kept coming back and taking her. We've got Um, Artie Six Killer Clark joining us. A lot more to talk about. And Chris has a question to open up the next segment. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. The award-winning graphic converter, the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over 1.5 million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features, and most important, it's easy to use. Get 20% off from lemkesoft.de slash gene. That's l-e-m-k-e-soft.de slash gene. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. Back to the music in a minute, but first I've got a special free giveaway. I've got 100 free trials of the Belly Flattening Breakthrough New Biotics here, and I've been authorized to give them away to the station's first 100 callers right now. So if you want to see what you'd look like with a flatter belly, call now. Don't even wait till I stop talking. Only one free trial per caller, though. Don't be greedy. Okay, here's the number. one 800-983-5628. I'm guessing it works pretty fast because it says here that if your belly flattening results are too dramatic, you're supposed to reduce use to every other day. And it looks like it's made from natural ingredients too, scientifically formulated to cleanse pounds of toxic sludge from your body. Okay, this is it. If you want a flatter belly, be one of the first 100 callers right now to claim one of these free trials. 1-800-983-5628. If lines are busy, try again. one 800 983-5628. Call now for details. 1-800-983-5628. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Dangerous blood clot device alert. If you or a loved one had an IVC filter placed to prevent blood clots from traveling to your heart or lungs and suffered an injury, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA warns that IVC filters may cause serious complications, such as heart or lung damage, internal bleeding, and even death. These dangerous blood clot devices can break and the metal fragments can travel to your heart or lungs causing serious injuries. If you or a loved 
loved one suffered organ damage or other injuries from an IVC filter, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-478-1507. This is an advertisement. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. InjuryHelpDesk.com is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. This is Rick Osick, president of Famous Footwear. Our company is working together with the March of Dimes through March for Babies to raise money and awareness about the serious problem of premature birth in the U.S. As a business leader, I know that babies born very sick or too soon cost businesses billions of dollars each year, in addition to the emotional stress on employees and their families. That's why Famous Footwear is committed to raising funds to improve the health of moms and babies everywhere. Won't you please join us in the March for Babies? Start a team today at marchforbabies.org. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. The book from Artie Sixkiller Clark from Anomalist Books is More Encounters with Star People, Urban American Indians Tell Their Stories. The book hasn't been out long, but she's received a number of very, very favorable reviews from readers. And I think the worst review, and you got to be congratulated there because this doesn't happen very often, the worst review is four stars, not five. Wow, that's excellent. Well, Artie, we we have uh, questions that are posted by our listeners at the Question Bank where forum posters can ask questions of our guests. And this is a good question from Ronaway. And he's wondering, um, I'll just read his question verbatim uh, and then do a little follow-up here. But do the groups know why they were singled out by the visitors? And are are any still visited? Thanks. And what I'd like to kind of add on top of that is, what percentage of, uh, if you could put a number on it just roughly, what percentage of, of stories and legends have a very specific rationale for why uh, they, they're being singled out by the star people? And do you think that Native Americans have more of a chance of, of having these experiences than your average Anglo? Well, I think that Native Americans... Uh, not necessarily have more experiences, but I think anybody who lives in rural or isolated areas are more likely to have those experiences. And if you look at reservations, the majority of them, at least in the in in the, the western part of the United States, are in very isolated uh, areas. I think in the uh, the tribal groups that speak about star people and have many legends about star people. There have been interactions going on between them for uh, for centuries, since the beginning of time. And I'm trying to remember what Ron's question was. Well, he's he's wondering why are they singled out? What, what particular rationale? I don't, I don't know now? that they were singled out. You know, it, it, it may be that they are the ancestors. They, I mean, they are the they were the ancestors of the, because many of the tribes will describe them as the ancestors, the people who went before. I don't think they were necessarily singled out. It just happened to be that they were the group. You know, there's a there's an ancient story that's told by the Cherokee about the, the young hunters that went out um, uh, looking, you know, hunting for deer and came upon a um, this silver circular craft in a meadow. 
and saw these little men, and then they went back to their elders, and they said, what should we do? And so the elders and leaders of the tribe went out and greeted them, and these uh, star people told them that, well, we're here to to rest and to study, and and so it was agreed that they would, uh, the the Cherokee would teach them things, and they would they would teach the Cherokee things, and they lived there among them until they their work was finished, and they decided to go home. And um, uh, the story is that they told the the Cherokee people that we will always watch out for you. So I, over and over, I've heard Cherokee people tell me, "Hey, you know, when I saw this, I saw this, I had this encounter." I was told as a child that, you know, the star people would always look out for me, so I wasn't afraid. Because those stories were passed on that you can expect to see them. And when you do see them, do not, don't be afraid. Don't worry because they're here to look out for you. What Native American groups um, that you've uh, become in contact with and, and uh, collected stories, which groups have uh, the richest tradition of that? In, in other words, uh, that partic- this particular dynamic is, is, is uh, really important uh, versus just people having experiences and having it be more of a peripheral thing, which cultures are most reliant on on this particular body of, of uh, evidence in their in their culture? Well, I think the the, the Cherokees have some of the the strongest stories. The um, and of course, as you mentioned, the Lakota Sioux, um, the Chippewa Cree certainly do. The um, um, there's just a number um, of different travel groups, some of them maybe only have one or two stories. Others can have a dozen stories. So it just depends on, uh, but I think of the uh, Southwest, uh, Southeastern Indians, probably the Cherokee, have, a, have the, the most stories. How about the, uh, the Pueblo people and the whole um, idea of the Kachina as a representat- representation of, of star people, the various star people groups? Well, you know, they're more closed about their stories, but obviously the Kachina is, is uh, you know, uh, is um, uh, supposedly a, a, a star being. And uh, I, I think that you find the same in the uh, the uh, Diné, uh, the Navajo. So um, when the Kachina dances in the in the plaza and the blue star is seen in the sky, you know, it's it's the warning that, you know, um, their messiah is returning. Just a fast question here. The similarity of these legends. Are we thinking then at the time towards the dawn of recorded history that all these tribes really started from one source? It was just one tribe that split up over the years? I don't think so. I mean, all you have to do is, is look at the the different tribes and you can see different physical Oh, yeah. Uh, Differences. You see uh, different traditions, different um, beliefs, different history, and, and well, just tell you physical that. attributes. I, I understand mean, that. Like, I understand you know, that. But you know, you look at uh, here in Montana. You know, alone. You know, you have certain tribes that are very tall, and others that aren't so tall at all. You know, but but uh, um, you know, the Lakota, the Blackfeet, and the Crow are very tall people. But they're all talking, a lot of them are talking about star people. Do we assume it's yeah. all the same race that interacted with all these tribes or but multiple tribes? their stories are very tribes? different. Okay. They're not the same. 
key differences, let's focus on this more because I think our listeners would like to hear more specific events. What are the major differences from tribe to tribe in the recollections of the encounters with star people? Well, with some tribes, there's more shape-shifting individuals who come to uh, to the earth and, and they transform themselves into other shapes. That would be one. With some tribes, there's more stories about interaction with women. You know, I'm not, I'm not really prepared to discuss this, so I'm just trying, I'm trying to think on my feet here what would be some of the, some of the, um, the differences. Um, it's no problem. We're just trying to focus on a lot of different areas. Right. Yeah. Um, there certainly are, you know, the different stories. Um, and as you will, hopefully if I get my next book done, that you, you know, you'll definitely see that because I'm trying to tell a wide variety of the ancient legends. The book is called More Encounters with Star People, Urban American Indians Tell Their Stories. And our guest this week is the author, Artie Sixkiller Clark. And one more thing. Don't forget to check out the PowerCast Plus for our exclusive podcast, After the PowerCast. It's only available if you subscribe to the PowerCast Plus. You also get the commercial-free version of this show and lots of other benefits, videos, show transcripts, book excerpts, lots more coming. Go to plus.thepowercast.com. Once again, that's plus.thepowercast.com. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Are the answers to your present and future hidden in your past? Akashic readings help you learn to unlock the answers for love, finances, weight loss, self-esteem, confusion, grief and loss, and more. Akashic email readings by Dr. Kelly Maroon, Ph.D., are specially priced right now. Learn more at Dr. Kelly Maroon's website, akashicuniversal.com, spelled A-K-A-S-H-I-C, universal.com. Change your life today. Become one with your true path with intention on purpose. Visit akashicuniversal.com. We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day. But growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. Will the government protect your family from Iran and North Korea's newest weapon, EMP? We buy guns to protect ourselves, home, health, and car insurance for accidents. Maybe you also have food storage. But how would you keep your refrigerator running in a long-term EMP blackout? Using tested military designs, the Solark EMP-hardened solar generator protects and powers your critical appliances for years without burying items underground or wrapping them in aluminum foil. Unlike other preps, Solark is used every day to help offset your electric bill automatically. Visit PortableSolarLLC.com to learn how easily expandable the system is. Solark is the most affordable and powerful solution on the market. The whole system even fits in the back of a pickup or SUV and can install in less than an hour. See for yourself why Solark beats other off-grid systems at PortableSolarLLC.com. Don't wait for the government. 
Go to PortableSolarLLC.com to learn why Solark is energy insurance for your family. Are you tired of commuting to a job that makes someone else rich? Working harder than ever, but getting nowhere? Do you hate spending hundreds of dollars every week on daycare? Having someone else raise your children? With our opportunities, you can start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss, work from home, and live a happier life. At Be The Boss Network, you'll find hundreds of work-from-home opportunities that you can literally start today and be earning money as soon as next week. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss. Get out of the rat race. Work from home. Go to freedom106.com right now and change your life today. That's freedom, the number 106.com. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You be the boss. Go to freedom106.com. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com. And use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Hi, this is James Fox from Chasing UFOs. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Okay, so coming as someone who hasn't been exposed to this tradition so much, what do you think would be a good story to acquaint them with? to give them an idea of what's been going on over the centuries. You mean an ancient story? Sure. You know, some early story. I don't say it's a typical story because there probably aren't typical stories, but something that represents a lasting effect on people. Okay, well, this story I've heard from many different travel groups. The story is always a little bit different, but it has similar themes. Okay, so I'll... I'll I'll tell you this story as that was told to me by an elder. This story talks about, it, say, the legend of, of Cloudcatcher. Cloudcatcher was a, a young man uh, growing up, and it was time for him to have his coming-of-age kind of ceremony uh, that they have. And um, he uh, refused to participate. And his parents were ang- so angry with him that they threw him out of their home. And so Cloudcatcher goes out into the night, and he's sitting by the river, and uh, he lays down in the grass, and he falls asleep. And suddenly he woke up when a strange bright light beamed down from the sky. And as he looked at it in amazement, a beautiful woman walked out of the light, and she says, Cloudcatcher, I've come for you. And as she turned away, he felt duty-bound to follow her. 
But instead of walking, she began to fly upward, and suddenly Cloudcatcher realizes that once inside the light, he could also fly. So he ascended to the sky beside her, and when he looked down below, he could see the dim light of Earth while the stars lit up the sky. When he finally came to, he was in a land of crystal lakes and immense lodges, and he he woke up on a couch of rich furs with the couch's arms cut from jasper and tipped with silver, and he was amazed at what, this world that he was in because it was so unfamiliar to him, and while he was gazing around him, the brother of the young guy woman who had taken him walked into the room and saw him, and he described the brother as being tall and so dazzling in gold and silver ornaments that he could hardly look at him. But when the brother saw Cloudcatcher, he was angry. He told his sister, you have to send him back to Earth. He cannot stay here among us. We don't want him here. So she told her, no, Cloudcatcher is going to be my husband. And despite her brother's worries, within days they were married, and the two of them, so much in love, thought they would live happily ever after. But as the time passed, the sight of Earth made Cloudcatcher very lonely and longing for his people. So he told his wife, I want to go home. And she said, but you have, we have children. And he said, I know, but I want to go home. I miss my family too much. So she said, well, you can go, but if you're more pleased with the hardships of Earth, you can go. But I'm warning you, do not take an Earth woman for your wife. And so he goes back to Earth and he, uh, the next morning, he wakes up the door of his father's house. His relatives gather around and welcome him, and he learned that he had been in the sky for many years. And after a time, despite the warnings of his sky wife, Cloudcatcher took an earth wife. And in four days, she was dead. Well, he unheeded that lesson and married again, and this time his wife passed within a week. Not very nice as the people. the story goes, shortly thereafter, Cloudcatcher stepped from his lodge one evening and never came back. And the people said that on that night, the woods were filled with strange lights. And the, valley, the villagers believed that Cloudcatcher's sky wife had come for him and that he lived out his life among the star people. Where are the star people from? Well, they're from a lot of different places, as I understand. I, I wish I could give you that answer. Well, you but say you say ancient... lots of different places. What do the legends say? Well, most of them don't even say anything, you know, about the location. Uh, you know, the the ancient legends and even the the contemporary stories that people tell me they they rarely have. The Pleiades is sometimes mentioned. Sirius is sometimes mentioned, but. You know, it's not a, a common thing where people seem to even be aware of where they are. The thing that I've noticed in, uh, in my research, and, and I've done quite a bit of research in, in this uh, area, and um, have a very, very close friend who is a Zuni elder who has uh, opened up and told me some stuff that I think uh, normally <laughs> someone like me wouldn't be told. But one thing that I've noticed is I have not encountered any stories, any traditions uh, that talk about planets as being homes for these beings. It's always referred to as uh, further out uh, in the stars as opposed to something closer, let's say Venus or, or uh, one of the, one of the right. visible planets. Have you noticed that as well? 
Absolutely. You know, they'll say, say, well, where was it? They'll say, far from home, you know. So, yeah. Chris? Uh, well, that was just just a, a kind of a comment or a, an observation that I had. You would think that the visible planets would generate some stories or legends or have some sort of traditional knowledge attached to them, you know, like the Greeks and the Romans and, and that sort of thing, uh, more traditional uh, myths from the Western world. But I find it very curious and, and intriguing that at least – you know, to my limited knowledge, which uh, granted is more than most people's, but but not as much as someone like Artie, um, I have not encountered a single story that um, would relate any of these beings to any of the visible planets, and I, I find that I find that very uh, very intriguing. You want to uh, give us some examples of, uh, of some urban encounters that we've had in more recent times, and how they possibly uh, have indications of, of similarities with some of the older legends and stories or let's say uh, are dissimilar well I have um, a story that I was I was uh, recently told by uh, um, a young man that I, I was invited to a to a big family uh, gathering reunion uh, I, I suppose you would call it and um, I met this this man, he was middle-aged, and who told me that when he was in college that um, over a break that they had in school that, that uh, uh, it was too short to go home and too long to stay in the dorms. So he decided that he was going to take a trip to the Seattle Space Needle. And he said they had gone there when he was in high school, and, and he wanted to eat lunch in the Space Needle because when he was a kid, he didn't have the money to do that. So he set off and and uh, was literally abducted. Um, he told me about having uh, sex with um, a female entity and that over the next several years, he had repeated abductions until he actually fathered six children. And he said that today he is still, he still goes to that to that um, planet, I guess you would call it. Uh, he um, he knows his children. His children are uh, highly regarded because they are the product of an Earth father and um, and a star woman, and they uh, have a high place in the hierarchy of the um, of the class system uh, on that planet. And they are unique in that they can not only speak verbally, but they can uh, uh, communicate telepathy, telepathically. Um, he he says that when he encountered um, uh, these beings for the first time, it was a woman that came to him and who took him on board the craft. So there is a, that similarity there, the fact that he fathered several children the fact I ask him, well, why don't you stay there if that's, you know. He says the reason he cooperates is that he has been told, again, that his DNA was very similar to theirs. Let's continue with that. In our next segment with Artie Sixkiller Clark and Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast.
Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. If you go to store.theparacast.com, stop by and take a shopping tour. How confident are you in your food storage? If it was all you had to rely on, would it sustain your family? Hard times, good times, or any time. New Mana Storable Food is the proven superior choice. Learn for yourself what happened when one man ate only New Mana Storable Food for an entire month. Online at PowerPrepper.com. That's PowerPrepper.com. Experience the New Mana difference. America made food stores I love to eat. Yum! In these uncertain times, it makes sense to have a sustainable backup method to cook food and boil water. If your current plan includes using a fuel-burning stove or cooking over an open fire, then there's a much better way. The Miniman Rocket Stove is a biomass-burning cooking stove that only requires small quantities of sticks and twigs for fuel. The Miniman Stove is easy to use, smokeless, portable, powerful, and sustainable. For the finest in survival cooking stoves and fire starters made right here in the USA, go to MinutemanStove.com. That's MinutemanStove.com. You've seen crazy diets to lose weight. At GCN Team, our healthy body weight loss system simply neutrifies the body, bringing down cravings. It has been proven that nutritional deficiencies drive appetite for carbs, sugars, and fats. Lose weight the easy way. Find us at GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Fighting cravings is a fool's game. Give the body what it needs to be satisfied. Again, 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed, it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. 
There is an affordable alternative to the high cost of health care that offers freedom from insurance while providing compliance with the Obamacare individual mandate. Imagine having access to quality, affordable health care that allows you the freedom to choose your doctor and hospital. Members can share up to 100% of necessary medical expenses, including some alternative treatments. Find out how you and your family can contain health care costs without giving up your freedom. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. This is Micah Hanks of the Grayling Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. With Gene and Chris, we have Artie Sixkiller Clark, and she was talking about an interesting case there in our previous segment, and I had to interrupt you towards the end because the network clock is the network clock. Have any more to say before we move on? No, not really. Uh, what I was illustrating was, you know, here is an ancient legend that talks of a woman being taken to the stars where the man fathers several children, decides he wants to come back to Earth, returns to Earth, and then finally goes back and lives with his wife in the stars. And the same thing with the, the contemporary story, except that the man doesn't live there. He just goes there on occasion, um, uh, you know, because he has, I ask him, you know, do you have the same kind of relationship with your children there as you would have on Earth? And he says, no, not at all. You know, it's uh, when I go there, he said that the society is, is quite rigid in their rules because they have a, a place where they put all of us who are abductees and who have fathered or parented, uh, because he said there were a couple women he had seen, um, they put them in this place to sleep. And then wherever they go, they have someone accompanying them. Um, they're not allowed to talk to the other abductees, so he has no idea who they are or where they come from. But his situation, he said, is very unique. Uh, he owns several businesses in Seattle and was able to come and go as he pleased so that he had people who worked for him. He was a very successful businessman. And so when he disappeared, no one would really think anything about it. So he said, you know, often he went for weeks at a time. And uh, Wow. One thing I've noticed is there seems to be a higher percentage of stories and uh, accounts that involve procreation, uh, sexual relations, um, and, and more intimate type relationships with star beings, as opposed to your more conventional kind of Anglo versions, which seem to be a little bit more um, at arm's length, a little bit more uh, separation. Uh, there, there seems to be more of like a more of a doctor patient or scientist and, and uh, you know, study <laughs> study group um, as opposed to more intimate type of um, apparent relationships. Have you noticed this as well? Well, I haven't because, you know, my first book, I think I only had a couple of stories. I think in my next book, I think there was one story. And in this, this book, um, in my new book, um, there, again, only a couple of stories. I think that it's probably similar to to uh, mainstream uh, uh, ufology but, uh, populations. But I think that... Um, uh, what I was fascinated by, and I've had, I uh, have a, a number of stories that 
probably I will never publish enough books to tell all these stories, but a number of stories where males were abducted, and that's not common. And, um, you know, there are a lot of stories about women being abducted and the implantation of, 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 of a sperm or some sort of thing that creates a child, and then the child is, is taken, or women being taken on board crafts where they're told, this is your baby. But and that happens throughout um, uh, uh, the population. But there are very few stories of men who are taken and are told they are fathers. And that's what I find most interesting is is uh, the men who have come forward to me and told me. Now, I don't have a whole lot, but I do have some. Well, I wonder here, just listening to what you said about so-called abductees being taken among the star people, they sound like they're slaves or they're captured and they're not allowed to talk to other people. They're not allowed to have the freedom. And that, to me, is telling me they're not very nice. Well, you know, and I asked him that. I said, Oh, why don't you just live there? And he says, because I value democracy. I value my freedom. And when you live there, they, you have no freedom, really. He said there are two classes of people. There's the upper class and the lower class. But because the upper class takes care of every deed of the lower class, they don't rebel. Um, and and I, I, I found that kind of interesting because it looks like we're moving to that kind of a society where the upper class, uh, you know, provides that kind of uh, service, you know, to the less fortunate and and uh, moving away from, you know, when you got 50% of the population not working but are being taken care of. And uh, it, it makes you think about a society like that that he, he was talking about. Um, so um, I, I I don't know it it uh, uh, he he preferred his freedom to living in an environment like that. And I asked him, "Well, do you think your children would ever come here?" And he said, "My children would never never um, uh, want to leave here because they would not have the same station as they have there. They would not have the same position." Doesn't sound like a very nice place. No, it doesn't to me either. But you're relating this, of course, to reports of UFO abductions around the world where we have similar things happening, interacting with other beings of different descriptions, possible genetic manipulation or the creation of hybrids, or as one particular researcher calls them, hybrids, human hybrids. So are we just hearing different versions of the same stories? I'm not sure what, what, what you're talking about. The general sense of UFO abductions and the interactions with supposed extraterrestrials, some aspects of that are sounding the same as some of the reports that you give us. Well, uh, I don't know if they're similar. I don't read a lot of those accounts sure. or listen to TV that much. But um, I think if that's the truth, if that is the case, then I think that would lend credibility to these stories. If other people are experiencing similar things, then then it's happening to more than one person. And it's not just one person telling the story. Yeah, and uh, there there is a – both Gene and I are fairly well read uh, in terms of your more um, 
well-known in, in contemporary accounts. Uh, uh, you mentioned uh, males being taken for uh, purposes of, of, of procreation in you know, some sort of sexual uh, angle. Uh, of course, the very va- famous case from South America, the Villa, right. Villa Boas oh, case. Uh, right. Yeah, that that would be one of the exceptional uh, exceptions to to the um, you know the maybe the ratio of, of men to women that report these types of cases, and and that is a bit standalone. Some of the details of that account are <laughs> almost humorous. Uh, you know, it's kind of a strange sort of sick sort of way. But uh, uh, I I have another question here. This one comes from a longtime poster uh, named Wade who's been posting at uh, forum.theparacast.com since uh, 2011. And uh, he's asking me to put this uh, as best I can. But um, I'll, what I'll do is I'll presage the question with, a, with an observation made by an abduction researcher named Daryl Sims, who um, has interviewed uh, hundreds and hundreds of abductees uh, over the past 30-plus years. And what he determined was that if you have if you have Cherokee and Celtic uh, uh, lineage, that you are more likely than any other uh, genetic type uh, to be uh, abducted. Let's say, uh, for lack of a better term, or visited or taken away. He said that there's a higher percentage of people with Cherokee, a combination of Cherokee and uh, Irish or Celtic uh, blood. Uh, they they that tends to be a larger demographic type uh, in, in the numbers. And Wade is wondering um, if you've looked into a possible connection with people of Celtic origins and why they, along with Native Americans, or as I mentioned, Cherokees in, in that uh, sense, may be singled out or targeted. Um, do we have any indication through your work that, um, that there could be some sort of correlation there? Well, you know, um, uh, I haven't heard of that research before. That's I find it very interesting. Um, uh, I have not found um, um, among the, uh, the Cherokees who have participated in my research, um, um, and uh, more Cherokees telling me stories than I have other other tribal groups. So I I didn't know that was uh, that was the case and. Uh, I'd be very interested, and if he would send me that information uh, at arty at sixkiller dot com, I sure would love to hear from him uh, because that's something that uh, I would like to to, to perhaps uh, pursue and uh, look into. We've got more to come with Artie Sixkiller Clark, along with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. 
It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. This is Dan Pillard. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists, get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow, a new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Artie, Six Killer Clark, Gene and Chris, encounters with star people. What I'll do, Artie, is I'll I'll, um, I'll shoot you uh, Daryl's contact information. I think his website is alienhunter.com. Um, oh, okay. He did. He did release, I think, an article that talks about you know the demographic information that uh, that kind of leapt out of the out of uh, the survey information that he's been collecting. And um, when he, I happened to be at a conference when he debuted this uh, particular fact, and I was very very intrigued by that. I, I'm of course I'm not quite sure what to make of it, but um, it's it would be no, interesting if that bears out. I haven't heard this before, but I sure would be interested in following up on it. Yeah, there's another uh, group uh, with Dr. Tyler uh, Kokjohn, who are also uh, doing very extensive surveys with adductees. And I think one of the preliminary findings that they um, determined was uh, the same, that if you um, have a a mixture of Cherokee and Celtic uh, blood, uh, or uh, genetic background that there seems to be a higher ratio of, of people uh, that have been abducted with that combination, and that would be interesting to uh, you know. It's it's very interesting. I would like to follow up on that, and and also you know it's it would be important to me to know you know obviously uh, these people are not full bloods because if they're a combination, you know uh, I, I know they're not a a whole lot of Cherokees who are, you know, full blood today. I don't know it's no. a percentage, but not many. Uh, it would be interesting. It's interesting research. I'd if you can send me any information that can let me follow up on that, I sure would appreciate it. Okay. Yeah, no, not a problem. And and we'll do that after uh, after we're done taping here. I'm wondering about, you know, I've always been interested in uh, other indigenous uh, peoples around the world and their traditions of star people. 
I'm wondering uh, in 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 the work that you've done, and I know that you have visited uh, uh, the Maya and other uh, tribal groups in uh, in the Americas. What other correlations uh, do we see uh, cross culturally between these stories and legends, and and what other uh, differences? What what sort of anomalies stick out? Uh, let's say that might differentiate. Uh, between one regional uh, group uh, versus, uh, you know, let's say North versus South American traditions? Well, actually, they're very similar in, in that there are some um, accounts in, in South America of specific individuals that came and, um, you know, had a, had a tremendous impact upon um, on the, their lives and, and uh, you know, uh, what they became, but um, I don't know. It's it. I'm trying to think of something that that perhaps I could give you to answer that question, but um, nothing really jumps out at you uh, right now. Nothing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, here, here's another uh, line of, of research that I've always been intrigued with. Of course, Dr. Jacques Vallée wrote uh, probably his seminal work from 1969 as uh, Passport to Magonia. And this is where he he looks at uh, the tradition of little people and of elemental uh, beings and their possible uh, relationship to what we now refer to as, as, uh, as aliens or uh, the Native Americans would refer to as star people. Do we see any correlations between uh, the, the real rich tradition of little people lore that we find in Native American uh, culture, cultural knowledge? And uh, do we see any correlations uh, that you might be able to look at that are also similar to uh, star bean uh, stories? Well, you know, if you, if you, um, um, several tribes, American Indian tribes have stories of little people. And of course, you know, the Maya have stories of little people. In fact, if you if you go to um, the ancient city of Ushmal, uh, there is a legend there that speaks of of uh, uh, the the great pyramid there, the great temple. yeah, the temple of the magician. Right, it was built by a, a small you know man, and um, when In I went to the elders there, they say that. <laughs> The way he was able to do that is because um, flying ships brought in, you know, helped him do that. There, there were flying ships that came in and, and helped him. Um, so, you know, that's, um, um, you know, uh, the Makuzi Indians of the Amazon in northern Brazil, you know, they're, uh, um, uh, they talk about the hollow earth, and they say that they're, they they were their oral traditions tell of a time when they were entrusted with the secret knowledge of the underground realm of the inner earth, and that they were allowed to visit this hidden land and interact with the giants who uh, who resided there. And there are many stories in both South and North America about giants, you know, that right. lived upon the land when uh, uh, tribal groups. You know, some lived peacefully; others did not. You know, the Cherokee have a story of the of the blue people who lived underground, who who came out and um, they grew crops, but they lived underground. And then they would come out and they would 
they would harvest their crops at night because they their their eyes were such that they could not live in the sun. Um, the the Makuzis, on the other hand, were given the task to look after uh, uh, the hollow earth so nobody could enter this mysterious cavern, you know. And they talked about in their legends how you would travel for three days and you would descend these giant stairways. Um, and then on the third day, uh, they wouldn't need torches or anything because it, when they would arrive on the third day, it was illuminated. Uh, by lights that were already in the cave, and there were giant lanterns the size of watermelons that that uh, that were there. Um, uh, it, it was. And then they talked about if you travel four or five more days, that you would end up in an area where um, you were weightless. Um, wow! So there were all kinds of stories that I came across, you know, in that part of the world. Um, the last of the Makuzi say that uh, until the year 1907, they would enter the caverns and would walk for 13 or 15 days in order to arrive at this cavern world. And and there, below the surface of the earth, or inside the surface of the earth, lived these giants. And uh, that they were uh, very tall, they were good people, and they respected the, the Makuzis. But according to them, no one has been there since the early 1900s. And the Vakuzis are actually the guardians of the underworld. They protect the entrance to the underworld. And, and and this is northern Brazil, you said? Yes, yes, this is in Brazil. Well, interesting. I, I wrote a book uh, which looked at the, um, you know, the cultural archetype of the trickster and how it manifests uh, in various indigenous cultures around the world and, and western cultures as well. And uh, when I started doing a chapter on elementals, I, I thought, you know, I'd be uh, talking mostly about uh, the Celtic countries and leprechauns and fairies and brownies. But oh, yeah. uh, I'm not. Well, I, I was amazed and had no idea that uh, most, well, you know, if you not all. Hawaii and they have the many, many huni, you know. Um, you know, well, I was going to little... say that every regional yeah. group of Native Americans have traditions of underground dwelling uh, beings or small small elementals who, in kind of a general version, uh, they're there when the natives uh, maybe migrate to a particular part of the country and they have to drive them out. But I was amazed of, of, of tribe after tribe after tribe have accounts of small diminutive beings, uh, giants in some cases, who are said to live underground, they invariably end up coming to you know hostile sort of relations with these beings and end up driving them out uh, so that they can settle their land. It's not only the Cherokee, it's the uh, Indians of the Northwest, all up and down the Rocky Mountains. Uh, well, the there's Paiute over you know in in Nevada, you know they tell the story of the red-haired. Uh, cannibalistic giants. You find the same right. thing down in Georgia. With Gene, Chris, and Artie, you're in the Paracast. The award-winning graphic converter, the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features, and most important, it's easy to use. Get 20% off from lemkesoft.de slash gene. That's 
lemkesoft.de slash gene. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Mineral Doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Mineral Doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. There is an affordable alternative to the high cost of health care that offers freedom from insurance while providing compliance with the Obamacare individual mandate. Imagine having access to quality, affordable health care that allows you the freedom to choose your doctor and hospital. Members can share up to 100% of necessary medical expenses, including some alternative treatments. Find out how you and your family can contain health care costs without giving up your freedom. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Warning. If you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-954-9674. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee, so there's no risk. For free information, call now, 1-800-954-9674. That's 1-800-954-9674. 1-800-954-9674. By now, you know that wireless technology like cell phones do, in fact, pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blocket Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality, American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So 
Arnie was picking up on the tale of what? Giant cannibals? Well, I would tell the story of, of the, it's like a legendary tribe of red-haired cannibalistic giants that lived in the area where they were. And how in what is today called the Lovelock Cave of Nevada, and they were forced to kill them. So there are so many stories out there. You even find stories of red-haired giants that lived on this land down in Georgia. So yep. there are stories of cannibalistic giants who lived in the area of the uh, of the um, Rio Grande. Uh, and where uh, the the tribes coming across from Mexico who came into the southeastern part of the United States were tr- had to make sure that they sneaked around the, the cannibalistic tribes there. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there are a lot of stories uh, of, of giants that lived on the... And a lot of the stories of defeating a, a giant that just terrorized the people. Yeah, and down in Patagonia, I think early uh, European... Explorers, uh, you know, rounding the uh, the Cape, uh, the Straits of Magellan down there. There's one, uh, actually, several accounts of of uh, crew members going uh, from their ship aboard, uh, going to the land and and uh, looking for supplies and encountering uh, uh, huge, uh, you know. Giants, for lack of a better uh, description, you mentioned the Lovelock Caves in in Nevada. weren't weren't there uh, uh, mummies that were discovered there? I think in yes. the twenties. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, you, uh, they have they've discovered also petroglyphs down in the, in the Supai Canyon in Arizona of uh, these huge uh, men attacking attacking uh, smaller men. Um, you know. Um, in in, um, in Georgia, you know, as I was saying, they found a walled-off city off the coast of Georgia uh, near, um, what is it, the Sapelo Island. Um, the city is actually thought to be older than the Egyptian pyramids. Um, and ancient Indian legends actually referred to it as the walled city where the giants with hair like red flames dwelled. In... Yeah. Um, uh, Chief Rolling Thunder of the Comanches, he he talked of an ancient white race of giants. You'll find that in the history books in 1857. Uh, he mm-hmm. said that there was a race of white men about 10 feet tall. And he said, far richer and more powerful than any white people living today, he said. That wow. they inhabited the country and they uh, um, their fortifications... Uh, uh, they had fortifications that crowned the summits of mountains, he said. Um, and he said that uh, they would destroy anyone that came in. And he said that he called the, he said the, compared to the men who came later, um, they were like a small men. Uh, and you know the same thing when in DeSoto, when he came into the Florida Panhandle, you know, he came upon uh, a, a group of people um, from the Muskegon culture, and you can see that today. You know, uh, the, the Spanish called them Los Indigio, uh, Indigio uh, Gigantes, uh, the giant Indians. Um, but you, if you go to, um, I'm trying to think of the of the town now in northern uh, in northern Florida where they have a whole uh, museum there uh, to this this tribe of, of people. Um, 
um, that that were giants, and and of course uh, anthropologists believe that it was due to selective breeding, whether that's the case or not. Um, right, maybe maybe it was a farm farm club for the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> maybe an Aztec legends tell about a giant race that lived in in uh, um, the Cholula Indians of Mexico say mm-hmm. that the first race created by the gods uh, were giants. The Chavan people of Peru uh, were apparently giants. Uh, the Kichu Indians tell of a, uh, of a giant race who came from the Pacific Ocean and invaded their territory. And they said the giants were so huge that an ordinary man would only reach his kneecap. Wow. And, you know, the Inca Indians also have stories about giants in Bolivia. Have you ever read um, that uh, De Leon's book called The Chronicle of Peru? Where he related, he relates stories in there about giants who landed on the coast of Peru and and uh, the ancient legends of of the people. So there are many many stories out there of the giant races that inhabited North and South America. Yeah, and I, I find it interesting that you have uh, uh, the two extremes. On one hand, you have very consistent stories of of. of you know, human type uh, beings uh, of immense stature, and you also have, uh, conversely, you have stories of uh, organized groups of of diminutive beings who are a foot to two feet tall and fully wow. developed. Of course, you have the Pedro Mountain mummy that was found, uh, I believe, in Idaho, of a fourteen inch tall uh, middle aged uh, Nirumbe. They were thought to live here in the Prior Mountains of Montana. Mm-hmm. And they were also thought to have given visions to Plenicu. You know, that was the, the great 20th century crow chief. Um, they, are also, they were also credited and are credited today with keeping the crow people safe. Um, and um, uh, it is said that some of the members of the crow tribe, even today, if they pa- pass through the prior gap, they will leave offerings for the little people in remembrance of what they did to aid the crows. Um, if you, um, um, there's just dozens of stories of, of little people, uh, yeah. um, and there, you can find them in, in, um, you know, the Shoshone and the, and the Arapaho down in Wyoming have all kinds of stories about the little people. Their little people are really mean. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I found, you know, I found an account. From 1905 in the New Mexico Ethnographic Journal um, of in the 1880s at the Picturus Pueblo in New Mexico, uh, the Pueblo was attacked by an army of small one and a half to two foot tall warriors, extremely fierce, and the Pueblo was almost overrun. And they had to uh, literally send out for reinforcements from the Santa uh, Santa Clara Pueblo, and their warriors came and were able to drive them back. But but this is in an esteemed ethnographic journal uh, uh, in 1905, and it was taken very seriously. The way uh, the scientist or, or, or um, anthropologist wrote this thing up, it was not done tongue in cheek. It was written like a, you know, like a. You know, just take away the descriptions of True account of, uh, of what was going on, right? And 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 it was it was taken at face value by by the uh, researchers. Do you think there's any parallel 
could these uh, giants and could these uh, small diminutive types be somehow associated with some of the star people legends? Do we, could, could we find any sort of connecting point there? Or do you think we're dealing uh, specifically with earthbound, uh, earthbound groups that um, have just developed differently? Let's have that answer in our next segment, okay? Thanks. Okay. With Artie Sixkiller Clark and Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. <laughs> Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Are the answers to your present and future hidden in your past? Akashic readings help you learn to unlock the answers for love, finances, weight loss, self-esteem, confusion, grief and loss, and more. Akashic email readings by Dr. Kelly Maroon, Ph.D., are specially priced right now. Learn more at Dr. Kelly Maroon's website, akashicuniversal.com, spelled A-K-A-S-H-I-C, universal.com. Change your life today. Become one with your true path with intention on purpose. Visit akashicuniversal.com. ProPure water filters, making water great again. Taste and feel the difference with state-of-the-art filter technology. Pro1 G2.0 and ProMax filters are independent lab-tested to NSF standards. Choose from gravity, countertop, pitcher, shower, and inline filtration products. There's a ProPure for you. Buy risk-free today. Visit your authorized ProPure dealer for details or ProPureUSA.com. That's P-R-O-P-U-R-U-S-A.com. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. A Place for Mom offers free, one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-704-6182. That's 1-800-704-6182. Think about this. Your community's aging water infrastructure systems are very likely to be contaminated with heavy metals like lead, disinfection chemicals like ammonia, chlorine, and chloramines, and pharmaceuticals like statins, pain meds, and antidepressants. And no, water treatment plants are not equipped to filter these pharmaceutical toxins out. Protect your family's water supply with the trusted Big Berkey water filter. New NSF EPA certified lab tests show Big Berkey water filters remove chloramines, pharmaceuticals, BPA, pesticides, bacteria, and viruses, all forms of fluoride, and much more. Big Berkey water filters are the original and most trusted on the market, the gold standard in water purification, and our filters last for years at less than two cents per gallon. Big Berkey, the one powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. Get your Big Berkey today. Call 1-877-99-BERKEY or click BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey water filters for the love of clean water. Will the government protect your family from Iran and North Korea's newest weapon, EMP? 
We buy guns to protect ourselves, home, health, and car insurance for accidents. Maybe you also have food storage. But how would you keep your refrigerator running in a long-term EMP blackout? Using tested military designs, the Solark EMP-hardened solar generator protects and powers your critical appliances for years without burying items underground or wrapping them in aluminum foil. Unlike other preps, Solark is used every day to help offset your electric bill automatically. Visit PortableSolarLLC.com to learn how easily expandable the system is. Solark is the most affordable and powerful solution on the market. The whole system even fits in the back of a pickup or SUV and can install in less than an hour. See for yourself why Solark beats other off-grid systems at PortableSolarLLC.com. Don't wait for the government. Go to PortableSolarLLC.com to learn why Solark is energy insurance for your family. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. So, Artie, Chris asked you a question in our last segment, which now go ahead and respond to. Well, I haven't heard that about the little people, but I certainly have heard it about giants, uh, that there is a connection um, with the, with the, uh, the stars, that uh, these are uh, entities that come from the stars. Well, you know, even the Paiute talk about, about these people that lived, you know, when they came to that part of Nevada, in that Lovelock area, that when they decided to leave, this was another group, not the Giants group, but that that they, uh, not the red-haired Giants, but they talk about this other group that was very good to them. And when they left, they climbed ladders to the sky, they said. And that's why they say they married among the Paiutes, and that's why when the people came, uh, when the white men first came to that part of the world, they found... Um, uh, when, when they, these uh, star people decided to leave, uh, they had mated with earth women. And so they uh, took the children who looked most like them with them. But they left behind the ones that looked more like the native people. And they said that's why even today you will find blonde-haired uh, children that are Paiute, but it is because of their intermarriage with the star people. Now, and in general, if you're going to intermarry with another species, they have to be pretty close, genetically speaking. Well, absolutely. I mean, they look like humans, other than that they were fair and, and blonde and blue-eyed, apparently. So basically, I can go across to the McDonald's restaurant and have a hamburger, and the person sitting just down from me could be a star person, and I probably wouldn't know. That's right. Absolutely. At least that's what I've been told. David Jacobs would just love to hear that because, uh, you know, we're getting into his territory uh, of hubrids and uh, they walk among us uh, type <laughs> type Absolutely. scary stuff, uh, which sounds great. Someone should do a screenplay. Another thing that I wanted to... Um, to ask you about is occasionally you'll uh, when you research the, this subject invariably you'll um, run into accounts that talk about the return of these beings and that seems to me to be a consistent element that you find in these stories that they're gone now they occasionally come back and visit there is some sort of uh, interaction but 
there's that hint that at the end of this current world, we're going to have a, you know, a very obvious return of these beings, uh, leaving no room for interpretation. Have you encountered this? And, and what is your take on the return of the star people um, and what kind of role that might play uh, historically? I haven't encountered that at all. Um, that the whole idea is of of the aliens are going to save us from ourselves. That giant spacecraft are going to come and and take the faithful away, while the the rest of us, you know, destroy each other. None of that have I ever encountered, and and rarely, and I mean rarely, in the stories I've collected, have I ever heard the idea that the star people are interested in helping to save us or gives advice on um, ways that we could change things, and uh, uh, it just doesn't happen. And yet I know there's a lot of stories like that. Uh, well, well, there's a lot there. of confabulation. I, 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 too, have not heard anything about anything, uh, anyone from out there coming to solve us from, from our, uh, save us from ourselves. Yeah, we have uh, to save ourselves, not somebody yeah. else. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't even suggesting that as 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 a uh, an element to uh, the the stories and 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 kind of little twists at the end of legends that I've encountered. But I think that it all instance, goes together, though, don't you? Because you know, you look at, at people suggesting that the star people are going to return after we destroy ourselves or before we restore. You know that whole thing around two thousand and twelve. You know, the Maya loved it because it was a way for them to to uh, piggyback on um, the, the this whole idea of the new age of the spacecraft showing up and right. carting away all of these believers. Well, because they, also, they could sell things. You know, you couldn't go to Palenque. And I would go to Palenque several times leading up to 2012, and you'd be yeah, I was there accosted too. By, young, by young artists saying, do you want to see our, our, uh, our uh, Mayan astronaut. And when you, you sit down with them and say, why are you doing this? They say, uh, to make money. You know, that's yeah. what the tourists like. Well, and, they you know, up. they would have these intricate carvings that were reproductions of the sarcophagus, you know, which were just beautiful art pieces. But they would sell them, you know, to, to these tourists who had come there to see the, the Palenque astronaut all the time knowing that this absolutely was a falsehood and well, had nothing to do with the true story of King Pacal, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm very, very knowledgeable about that subject. Uh, my brother has the finest reproduction of Pacal's sarcophagus lid done in native Palenque limestone. It is the finest uh, in existence. Uh, it also has the activation hole behind the ear so that you can put in a, a little peg and, and with it, with the knotted uh, uh, little knotted twine, you can do the calculations on the lid. I'm, I'm really up to speed on that. I was actually in Palenque uh, in uh, mid to late November uh, 2012, um, staying at the Chanka and, uh, and finding out that the locals down there were jacking up prices three uh, up to yeah. three, four times. Oh, hilarious. Yeah, you oh, know, it, was, mean, it was. It was. You know, and, but, and it would be so interesting to uh, to, to watch them because uh, I kind of developed a, you know, um, a sign language uh, um, 
you know, there there are different dialects with the Maya, and of course, I had a couple of guys who could speak, you know, fluent. They were fluent in some of the different dialects. But often I'd find myself alone, you know, with just a group of, I'd sit with those those Maya artists there that were selling to the uh, tourists just to, just out of interest to watch the interaction, you know, what was going on and, and to see the kinds of things that, you know, they were loving it because they were making money. Oh, they, but yeah. It, it, it was but at the same shoot. time, they knew, I mean, they were exploiting the situation of, of all of the stuff that was coming out. Yeah, and, well, that's... Uh, you know that's called uh, that's called uh, savvy. You know, being a savvy businessman. But getting <laughs> back to my point uh, that I was uh, bringing up about the return of uh, these celestial beings or the return of legendary figures. Now, what springs to mind for me, of course, uh, here in the Southwest, is the return of True White Brother. And when he arrives before the end of the Fourth World, he's not coming to save all our problems and save us from ourselves or solve all our problems he's coming to kill all the kahopi or the false hopi and uh, the story has a, a kind of an unpleasant twist that uh, generally it could be translated as he will be decapitating all the people that have have uh, lost uh, the true way do not honor nature uh, are not living the golden rule and these people will lose their heads um, is how grandfather martin he kind of struggled a little bit to to give me the sort of the literal translation but basically what he was saying is it's going to be kind of like the the red queen in alice in wonderland it's off with their heads you know <laughs> kind of well, french revolution stuff to christianity telling you if you don't follow the 10 commandments you're going to burn in hell yeah. you know i mean there's that always when it's associated with a, that religious aspect is is that that punishment of the non-believer or the sinner or the you know the ones who've lost their way so when i right. look at at some of these hopi stories you know i i just see as such a spiritual component of that it is a threat to the people that you better follow this or you're gonna burn you know your heads are gonna be lopped off or you're gonna burn in hell if you're a christian let's continue here with more of this with gene and chris and Artie. you're in the spiritcast you are listening to gcn Visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive PowerCast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the PowerCast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have... A Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.thepowercast.com, store.thepowercast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality. You know, great t-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the PowerCast. You go to store.thepowercast.com. Stop by and take a shopping tour. 
How confident are you in your food storage? If it was all you had to rely on, would it sustain your family? Hard times, good times, or any time, Numana Storable Food is the proven superior choice. Learn for yourself what happened when one man ate only Numana Storable Food for an entire month. Online at PowerPrepper.com. That's PowerPrepper.com. Experience the new mana difference. America made food stores all love to eat. Yum! Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA Pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you. People seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Introducing the fastest-growing digital currency company in the world, OneLife. With over 2.1 million members, OneCoin is becoming the most powerful force in digital currency. It reached over a billion dollars in revenue in its first year. No other company has accomplished such an impressive feat. Now you can achieve financial independence with the strength of OneLife. Find out how to build your financial dreams. 877-933-4747. 877-933-4747. Dedicated to helping you create financial abundance. Hey, this is Marie D. Jones, the author of This Book is from the Future, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. You know, when I hear this, you're going to get their heads lopped off because they're Christian. It sounds like ISIS or ISIS. <laughs> I know. It does, doesn't it? Oh, boy. Well, here's another example of the return of uh, of a star being. Doesn't the uh, the story of white buffalo calf woman talk about her uh, returning at the end of uh, this current world, and, and that the people will know it's time for her return when the uh, the white buffalo herd is born? I think that 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 is a, a perhaps a 
part of their story, but I'm not, um, you know, it's not a part, as far as I know, of the traditional story. Because the traditional story says that the white buffalo woman disappeared over the horizon after she told them. Right. The people saw her walking off and outlined against the red ball of the setting sun. And as she went, she stopped and rolled over four times. The first time she turned into a black buffalo, the second time into a brown one, and the third into a red one. And finally, the fourth one, she rolled over and she turned into a white female buffalo. Right. And the white buffalo is the most sacred living thing you could ever encounter if you are a Lakota. Yeah. And then they say, you know, maybe sometimes she will come back. But I know that, that uh, some of the, the the appearance of the white buffalo was a foretelling of, of uh, a, a major change to take place. So that's all I've ever heard. Well, you know the story of the herd, right? You know, Miracle Moon was born in May 1998 to the right. Jim and Dean O'Reilly right outside, I think, well, of Pine Ridge. I know the white buffalo being born, but a second one was born, wasn't that? No, the, the, the herd has 19 animals in it, or that, that was the total number of white buffalo that have been born uh, to that particular herd. There's 19 of them. Oh, okay. Obviously, a, a, a bunch of them have already passed on and died. Only one has died of, of, of violence, and that was uh, the ninth one was struck by lightning. But that herd yeah, used I to be right here. Stories that much, so I really can't speak intelligently about it, you know. Yeah, that particular herd, after the second one was born in 1999 and their ranch uh, for the second time uh, became Mecca, <laughs> the Rileys decided to move and they were fast talked into getting a ranch at 8,000 feet right at the base of the San Francisco peaks. In 2010, we had about 30 feet of snow there, and and poor Jim was struggling through the snow with hay bales to keep the buffalo fed, and he died of a massive heart attack. And a group of us uh, got together and helped uh, Dina raise several million dollars to move the ranch to uh, you know to down to sea level. First Ashland, Oregon, and then uh, now the herd is in Ukiah, California, and uh, they've had a total, I think, of 19 born. I have a little wow. video on my my well, YouTube yeah. channel. It, tells the story if you're interested yeah i had no idea yeah pretty amazing story and these these animals i've i've seen uh, i saw geez i don't know probably eight or nine of them i think when i did the video they are an anomaly they are not albinos they have brown eyes they go through a complete color change as you described from white to beige beige to brown brown to red red to black and then back uh, reverse it takes about a year and a half for them to go through the color change, but they're not albinos, and, and they have not been born from the same parents. They've been born from different pairings. It, it's statistically impossible uh, for this to take place, but according to what I, I heard is that this supposedly is a sign that, that white buffalo calf woman is returning. As you said, there's going to be a great change, similar to the version of the Maya uh, and the Hopi uh, myths of uh, not so much, you know, an apocalypse, the world's going to end and we're all going to die, but a, but a, a great change uh, that would signal the end of this current world. And boy, I'll tell you right now, we could we could use a, a, a reboot, a reset right now, the way things are going on this planet. I think it's, uh, and you'll probably agree that uh, we're living in, in an age of dysfunctional uh, <laughs> well, don't get me going. Then we'll start talking about politics. <laughs> no politics, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I, yeah. You, know, I think, you and our uh, listeners. 
you know, I, I just haven't haven't talked to any elders about you know the appearance of the white buffalo and what it might mean for the future, and if it is an indication that white buffalo woman is coming back. All I have been told is that it's a warning of a great change that's going to come upon the earth unless we change our ways. Yeah, and unfortunately, I have I have a feeling and, that. And I know uh, too. You know, uh, you know, I'll go to I'll go to re- different reservations, and people say you need to come home, you need to come here and live and get out of uh, out of right. where you are, you know, because this is the only place that's going to be safe. You know, you need to come back. So you know, there's a you know, I even ran on to a Lacandon Indian down in in uh, near Palenque who told me that. Oh, they're said, wonderful. You know, I'm already prepared, and my family is prepared for this end to come. And he says, you're welcome to come. Come and stay with us. Yeah. Yep. You have to be uh, above, I think it's above 7,000 feet. And, of course, the Lacandon live in the highlands and, uh, what, around Planque San Cristobal. And uh, and that's in the highlands, so it's it's above uh, the high water mark. <laughs> Well, at least you have an exit plan. I don't like heights, so I'm stuck where I am. <laughs> well, I already live at almost 6,000 feet, so I wouldn't have too far to climb. Yeah, you won't have to go far. I'll probably have beachfront property here if, if all this comes to pass. Of course, you have to take all these uh, stories you know, they're with a grain of salt. There, there is a certain amount of allegory going on here and uh, the morality tales and, 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 and right. such. But, but I think at the heart of it, it does speak to some sort of truth. And, and I, I do really feel that uh, uh, things are going to get uh, a lot more dicey before we see some sort of golden age. <laughs> oh, you think? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I'm not disagreeing well, with you. That we come out on the other end um, doing a lot better. Yeah. Well, I sure hope so. Maybe, you know, I could be persuaded then to, you know, close yeah. my eyes, take a trip where I'm not really aware of the higher height, and then maybe I'll be able to tolerate it. But right now, when you're telling me you're living six, 7,000 feet, or my friends in Colorado living in yeah. elevated destinations— you know, that's fine for them, and they can enjoy themselves, or as we say back in Brooklyn, Mazel Tov, but not yet for me. Artie Sixkiller Clark, again, this has been a lot of fun to talk about all these legends and their impact. Can you tell our listeners if they want more information about the things you've done, where they can check you out? Sure, they can go to my website at www.sixkiller.com, or they can write me directly at Artie, A-R-D-Y, at sixkiller.com. I answer every email, so if you guys want to write me, do so. And you're also invited to our forums at forum.theparacast.com because sometimes our guests go over there and see what our listeners have to say. And sometimes it gets to be kind of interesting. You can check us out on Twitter if you look for The Paracast. Look for The Paracast on Twitter. I'm not super active there, and I really should be. But I mostly just announced episodes of the show. On Facebook. Tweet, we, tweet. <laughs> tweet. Chris didn't just do that. Tweet, tweet. I am imagining this. I am having some kind of weird paranormal experience or just a plain nightmare. You can find us on Facebook. Two Paracast fan clubs. Let him make a sound for that. Okay, you see, I finally got him to quiet down. We also have a second radio show 
called After the Paracast. It's a show that consists of color commentary, general conversations, special guest interviews, and more. But you can only get it if you subscribe to the Paracast Plus at plus.thepowercast.com. That's P-L-U-S dot thepowercast.com. We also give you a commercial-free version of this show. Better quality audio. And if you subscribe for five years or even take a lifetime subscription, and they're real special rates too, by the way, we'll give you free eBooks. And sometimes I offer special premiums for my collection of UFO material. So someone who subscribed Lifetime, got a whole collection of sci-fi magazines from me in addition to the Lifetime subscription. Check out plus.thepowercast.com, P-L-U-S.thepowercast.com. Artie Sixkiller-Clark. Thanks for joining us on the Powercast. Well, you're sure welcome. I always enjoy talking to you guys. I never know where the conversation is going to go, but I love it. Thank you. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.